as you all know, this pathway of sun and light is really about the, the journey of the soul and liberation going back into spirit. So yeah, there is the evolutionary process that we are here learning and growing through karmically to experience what we're here to experience on a planetary level. And that's a big difference. And maybe, maybe that's some of what we'll do during this retreat as well as maybe help to clarify some more of that. Because a lot of the things that do go on planetarily and frequency-wise that does affect the physical consciousness here. And that's a difference that maybe Jim and I can help clarify more during this retreat is a difference between the physical consciousness that includes the mind and the emotions and the imagination and that which really is a soul or spirit because they are completely different creations. And most of us here get caught up in the physical and thinking that's a spiritual journey. And so we focus a lot into the world and our lessons. And yes, there is the karmic lessons that we are here to work through and that we need to work through, not only to get liberated, but this whole action when we talk about LAF and taking responsibility for our thoughts, feelings, actions, and reactions, that is the learning that we are walking through. But that's also part of the evolutionary process that we're learning through our experience here, physically, astrally, causally, mentally, in all of this, that the soul has to journey through. But it's important to really understand the difference that it's truly the soul that is journeying through this physical creation. It's not about this physical creation. What we do here is about you, the soul. That's the difference with what we're doing with this path to sun and light and this action of meditation on the sacred name of God is about the journey of the soul, not that which the soul is journeying through. Most other places in the world, you go anywhere and it's going to be about the journey the soul is going through rather than about the soul itself. We're here about the soul. So yes, we talk about the journey and all that, but unfortunately, at times we all get distracted by that and get caught up in a storyline of the soul's journey where what we really wanna do is return our attention back to the soul itself. That's the action of the meditation. That's sacred name. And by the way, it's nice, everybody here is an initiate. So it's no introductions this time, which is cool because then we can go deeper quicker. In that way, all of you are familiar here with the action that we're doing, which is, you know, has its advantages in that way. It's not just the first time around, in other words, but we can go deeper quicker. And I wanna take some time to, not only are we gonna be working with like the LAF workbook, but in all of that, as we work through the LAF workbook to see if we can gain greater clarity about what I'm sharing about right now of the difference of really the soul itself and that which the soul is journeying through. When we use LAF, what are we trying to do for the most part? Aren't we pretty much trying to work through our stuff or release to forgive and let go all that we've gotten caught up in? Is that what most of you have been doing when you've worked with the LAF workbook or the LAF process in one way, shape, or form or another? It's trying to let go. Well, that's about the journey. Do you realize you've been focused on the journey doing that? 
Or how many of you have actually said, you know what? I forgive myself for that which I've created on my journey. In other words, we need to come back to the self, the soul self, separate from the actual journey. Instead of, well, I, I forgive them for, you know, all the shit they did to me. I forgive, you know, my childhood. I forgive my parents. I forgive the situations in the past that I've done and participated in. That's not really what we're doing on this pathway. That's out there. Out here has nothing to do with who you are. Nothing at all. But when you focus out here, what we do as a soul is in our projecting out here, we actually go in and get attached. And so we learn to associate ourselves with our actual journey and the experiences that is happening. Our relationship into the world with one another, situations, circumstances, places. Rather than learning to relate with ourselves, the divine within. And so the true action of LAF is to assist us in beginning to separate so we begin to know who we are spiritually separate from the physical creation. And all we've done is gotten ourselves attached into the physical. So the LAF is a way by which we can learn how to let go of all that so we can return or come back to ourselves, who we really are. That's the real action of the LAF and what the intention or purpose of that is. It's not for healing, even though that's what happens. I like to call the fringe benefits of it all. It's not to gain greater understanding of our life and purpose in this world. It's not to make our lives better. It's not to change the world or our experience of the world. It's not for any of that. It's simply to help us to truly let go, in a sense, take a step back into ourselves to really wake up and know who we are, the soul self, the true self. That's why in meditation we'll close our eyes. Even some of the LAF processes, we have to close our eyes and let go of looking out here, or projecting out here, or getting caught up out here. It's so funny how 90% of the journey is of spirit and only 10% is of the physical creation. But yet we'll spend 90% of our time dealing with the physical creation and only 10% of our time dealing with the spiritual. Just like we meditate 10% of the day. So a lot of what we want to do is begin to learn the difference of who we are in that which we're creating or that which we're participating in, that which we're buying into, that which we are attached to. Just like those of you who have children, you're little, are you a little attached to your children? Probably most of you are. If not, some of you maybe just want to get rid of them and never have to deal with them again, depending on your experience. But that attachment 
that as parents you may have, well, guess what? It's the same thing. We are all the parents of our creations. doesn't matter what it is. Your physical experience, your home setting that you created and you live in, are you attached to that, what you've created, that experience of that dwelling in which you live, or even in your body? Have you made that which is in your body more important than the spirit that is in the body? Your thoughts, your belief systems, how you think. Do you have to be right? What do you think about yourself? What do you think about the world? Your emotions, do you get caught up in the drama, the emotional ups and downs in life? And ever trying to control things with your emotions to be happy or to avoid sadness? Do you spend more time in that and caught up in that than you do in paying attention to that light of loving of who you are? Where do you spend your time? How do you spend your time? When you go throughout the day, minute by minute, moment by moment, are you busy thinking and feeling most of the time? Or do you focus at the seat of the soul and looking into the divine, chanting that sacred name, and always look into that light of loving as you walk through the day? How do you spend your time through the day? Do you spend 90% of it focused on the world, or do you spend 90% of it focused on the spirit inside of you? Well, that's why we have the retreats. Hopefully, in retreat, you'll take the time to spend most of your time focused more on the spirit inside rather than all your thoughts and your fears and your judgments. It's just funny to me how we find ourselves spending more time talking about all the things and the issues in the world in our belief systems and our emotions in trying to deal with that than we do about actually the movement of spirit and the spiritual awakening and knowing who we are in that journey of the soul through all the spiritual realms, let alone right in our own physical realm. At some point, at some point, you're going to want to start spending more time and focusing on the spiritual aspect rather than all that you're looking out into of your physical experience or your emotional or mental experience. In the moments you do that, have you ever taken a break in the middle of the day and just go meditate for 20 minutes or so? Because you're tired, worn out, stressed out, not sure what to do, so you need a little escape. Have you ever just taken a break and go inside, sit down, lay down, start focusing and meditate? Whenever I do that, all of a sudden, usually within minutes, sometimes faster, that purple light will show up. I'll feel the peace come into me. The stress will just drop away. I won't even care about whatever it was I was dealing with. And within a short period of time, it just doesn't even matter. And then in that place of peace, everything's okay. And then whatever it was I was trying so hard to work with or control is usually what it is. 
that I don't need to do that anymore. And often I find there's nothing I need to do with that, which I thought maybe I did need to do something with. And at times I'll even get clarity and understanding of what maybe I could do if I need to do something with whatever the situation is that I've been stressing about. And all I had to do was let go of my focus on a situation, what I thought about it and how I felt about it, and just simply focus on that sacred name of God, which is what? That sacred name is all about awaking us, stirring us to that light of soul, to that sound of the Holy Spirit. In order to really focus on that, we've got to let go of all the other stuff. In truth, all we need is the sacred name and that focus of meditation. But it's often because we get so caught up in everything that we like to do these long, drawn-out processes with the LAF. <laughs> well, haven't you? Don't you feel like you're getting more out of it when you work it? Like we have a whole workbook to really string the process out? Well, at times there is value in that because there are lessons that we're here to learn as souls learning to be co-creators with God. The soul is creative and the soul is loving, made in the image of God. We're learning how to be creators here. So it is important to pay attention or take responsibility for our thoughts, feelings, actions, and reactions. In the LAF and the processes like we have in the workbook and as we do in the retreats are really meant to help us to learn, to learn how we're creating, let alone what we're creating, but how. It's a how-to manual. A lot of it seems like, okay, I'm working on forgiveness and letting go. Well, yeah, we've got to let go of our attachment in order to take a step back into the divine of who we are to begin to have the awareness to spiritually see. It is that spiritual seeing that is a revelation. That's the true learning spiritually. It is not something done through the mind. This is, I know, often challenging because in this world we have learned how to use our minds academically, intellectually, to learn. But spiritual learning, we've got to let go of that mental process of intellectualizing and really allow ourselves to take a step back, coming back into ourselves, to the soul that in the light of soul is just awareness. God is all-knowing. The soul is all-knowing. We have the knowing, so in, a, in truth, are we learning? Or are we simply awakening to that which is? And in that is the knowing. That's what we could really call spiritual learning. So it's really not a learning process at all. But in the process of backing up from all the focus out here and coming back to ourselves, in that letting go, our awareness expands and then that light of spirit begins to reveal and that revelation is the awakening into the knowing. 
I hope I'm making sense. I'm just kind of on a string here of a step-by-step -step process. Because spirituality really is practical. It's just that it's so foreign to us if we haven't taken the time to understand how that works. Because spiritual revelation or awakening is completely backwards to how the world works. The truth is, the world is completely backwards to the way spirit works. We've just learned to back into everything. That's all we've done. We've backed into the world. And we've done that by getting caught up in the mind, in the intellect. And then it's projection through the emotions, imagination, and the body. Some people have called it a process of letting go or re-education. You've got to be willing to leave everything you knew at the door and come in here as an open slate. Easier said than done. The mind doesn't want to do that. Because why? Well, just like I was saying about parents and children earlier, we are the parents of all of our children, which is all of our creations, which includes all of our thoughts, all of our feelings, all of our fantasies, and all of our physical experiences are literally our children that we, the soul, have created. And we get attached. We get attached to our children, to our creations. And so that part that we are attached to, well, what? We don't like death, do we? We fear death, not only of ourselves, but also that which we've created. We don't want to see it die off. We keep feeding it life. Even if it's a horrible experience, an abusive, terrible experience, it's amazing what we'll do to keep that going on and on and on because we're afraid to let go and see it die. Why do we do that? That's freaking crazy. But yet we're all crazy because we all do it. Why are we so attached to what we think about things, how we feel about things? Why are we so attached? You know how in here we're always saying God first and God only? Well, all those things we're attached to, we have made more important than God. So if you are saying, yeah, I do God first, God only, really? Liars! <laughs> Me too. This is where we have to get very honest with ourselves and take an honest look. But most of us won't do that because one of the things inherent in this physical nature is judgment, condemnation, punishment, pain, fear. And anytime we take a look at ourselves and when we hear all these spiritual things, we think anything other than that is hell. And we don't think we're doing that. We're not one who's doing that. I'm spiritual. I'm in total denial of everything else. <laughs> That's really what we're doing. 
we're in denial of all those things we've created. Sometimes it's been said it takes great courage to see the face of God. Well, why is that? It's because we have to confront all of our fears, our judgments, all the things that we don't want to look at. And I, to this day, don't know why we're so scared to look at all those things. Because when we do, it is so easy and so simple just to look at it and acknowledge it. Yep, look at that. I was an asshole. And so are you and you. Why is that bad? Why is that wrong? Why is it wrong to be a jerk? Why is it wrong to be self-centered and egotistical? Why is it wrong to be a victim and have a pity party? But that's what we do. We make all that stuff wrong. So what do we do then? Well, by making that wrong, now we take the very thing we're trying to get free of and now in making it wrong, we work against ourselves. And in, in truth, when we do that, we're just anchoring in the struggle, the judgment, and the fear. Eventually, we've got to find our way to be able to look and point at everything we think, say, do, feel, and say, well, yeah, look, that's what I do. And you know what? I love myself, and I love all of my creation. I love everything I've created, the good, the bad, the ugly. To love all of that which we've created, that's where we need to get to. And that's really the purpose of the LAF and the workbook and all the things like loving the dark stuff. What am I trying to protect, defend, and control? Most of us fear that and judge it and make it wrong. We want to get to the place where we can truly look at it and love it. Make a joke about it. Lighten up. Lighten up, fuckers. Can you swear and be okay with it? Do you have issues with certain words? Cunt, cock, fucker, bitch. Do you have issues with words? Look at those words. Whether Jim or I are talking on breaks when we're doing actual exercises, take, have your workbooks ready and handy at any time. Write down words like I'm saying now that you have a charge of energy on. Words mean nothing other than what we attach or associate with them. How do words have power? Only because we give them power through our loving creativity as a soul. We charge the words with our divine essence. And we have the power to take that back. Yep, I'm done charging that word. I take that energy back to myself and then the word is just neutral. It's just a word. There's no energy on it. So what I'm saying about words right now, can you get that idea what I'm saying? Can you see visually, like if you had a word like fucker, <laughs> you go, oh my God, that's terrible. How can you say that? And if you could see all this energy around the word, 
like electricity, charging it. And what if we were to take all that electrical charge off of the word and the word just drops to the floor because there's nothing charging it now, giving it life? That's what we're doing here is taking that energy we have put on not only words, but all of our thoughts, feelings, actions, and reactions. We are simply taking that charge of energy back to ourselves that we have given these things life to. That is one of the primary actions of the LAF. And the sacred name itself, when you meditate truly on the sacred name, this action will happen automatically. You'll find yourself just becoming neutral, not only to words, but even your own belief systems and feelings and reactions. They'll just start calming down, becoming more neutral where you go, wow, that doesn't bother me anymore. Why did that used to bother me so much? Let's recreate it. We'll even do that. Just to what? To really make sure we know and understand. And then we just drop it. It's okay to do those things. Don't fear recreating a karmic lesson. But also don't try to go and create it over and over either. How many of you in here, when we do Q&A and sharing, you hear somebody else share? And then afterwards, you run up to them trying to save them from their own process and go counsel them and tell them how it is and you know what can help them and make them better. Is there somebody laughing? Anybody else? Everybody does that. Come on, you guys. Why do you think I don't like to talk about my back pain much? Because whenever I do, everybody goes, oh, I have the cure for you. And then what do I get? All the pressure of everybody's expectations, demands. Do it my way. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. That's what we do to each other. Is that helping? I don't know. I had a smother mother, and I just wanted to get away at times. For some of us, that's not the case. Some of us feel abandoned. We wish somebody would smother us. So yeah, there's all those experiences. Watch what you do to one another because what you do to one another is what you're actually doing to yourself. If you feel like you hear somebody sharing here and you've got to go save them, tell them how it is to make it work, realize there's something inside of you that you are trying to heal and make better in yourself. So I would suggest this, not only during this retreat, but even going forward in the future, anytime you feel compelled. We used to, do you remember the old guidelines we used to have about counseling one another? We asked that you don't go counsel somebody because we want to create a space of confidentiality and vulnerability in here that you can feel free to share anything you want to and not have it come back on you. Well, we want to create that space, but if all of a sudden people are coming up to you afterwards and putting all their stuff on you and count, trying to counsel you after you just did an open, honest, vulnerable sharing, and then all of a sudden you go into reaction and you feel like you're being put on, 
and you feel like the person coming to you is bringing everything back you were just attempting to let go of? Anybody understand what I'm talking about? Does that feel very good? The only time I found it feels good is when I'm still in process and once in a great while somebody does have something of value that does help me to let go. But that's one in a hundred. But here's the thing. We're not trying to fix or heal or make anything better in this physical creation. We are attempting here to move through, let go, learn from, grow through all of our experiences in the attempt to truly wake up spiritually and liberate the soul. And here's the cool thing. If you can really keep your focus on spirit and not get caught up in all that stuff like we, I was just talking about, it's going to happen that much more quickly and easily for you to be able to move into your soul consciousness. Anytime you try to run around here and save somebody else, you're actually distracting yourself from your own spiritual awakening because you have made that emotional, mental, or physical process more important than the divine within you. Pay attention to that. So at the very least, during the retreat here, the next time you want to jump up and save somebody, stop yourself and just say, you know what? Let me come back to myself and really focus into the spirit and see if I can move this all up in and up to give it all up to God and let me make God first. Let me make my soul first. Let me focus on the loving first before I start going out here trying to save somebody else or counsel them. Pay attention to that. Unless somebody comes up and asks you, hey, you know what, I'm having this challenge. Do you have any advice? That's one of the things we try to operate here. From the very beginning, Spirit shared with Jim, ask and you shall receive. The action of Spirit is if we ask and open, because when we ask, we open the doors and invite Spirit in. But if we go up and just tell each other, you're actually closing doors. When you go tell somebody else, you're not only pushing against their door that could close their door, that's really their responsibility, but you could be closing their door if they have no idea how to keep that door open, and you're closing your own door. The action of the world is a push out. The action of spirit is a pull in and up. The world is a push down and out. Spirit is an action of a pull in and up. Start watching these movements in your consciousness. Pay attention when you find yourself pushing down and out into the world. And when you find yourself, see how I even move my body? Back in and up. Take a step back. You know, in this world, they say, take a, de take a deep breath. They say, breathe in. Not take a deep breath. <laughs> no, it's... <gasps> <sighs>
that physical breath is a symbol or a reflection of the breath of spirit. So we've got to breathe in. The exhale is the letting go. But the breathing in is the waking up. Keep this simple. Simple things. Breathe in and up. And then the exhale is just letting go. Not a down and out push, a letting go of the down and out push. Not only will it create states of relaxation in the body, in the mind and emotions, but it will assist in that LAF process and letting go to make it that much easier to pay attention to the divine inside. And that's what we want to do more and more every moment if we can to pay more attention to our divinity. Even listening right now, are you focused at the seat of the soul? Are you holding your attention here even as you're listening or watching? Are you holding your attention on the divine? Paying more attention to that movement than what we're saying or doing physically? Because all we try to do here physically is give direction, an idea or an understanding by which we can all move into that divine communion. Divine communion. You've heard me over the years talk about communication or communion in action. That's the real action. It's all within. The LAF is to help us to commune with the divine within ourselves. There's nothing to forgive out here. There's only a need to forgive oneself for what we've done, for what we've created, for how we've viewed or judged or feared. I forgive myself. I forgive myself for judging all of my creation. I love all of my creation and accept all that I've done, said, thought, or felt. That level of ownership is what we need to do in order to commune with the divine within. Anytime we are in denial or avoidance, we have actually separated our consciousness within ourselves. And all we're doing is mending that, is letting go of the separation and bringing it back into communion or union where we become whole and complete. We hear all these words, I want to become whole, complete within myself. We hear a lot of that. Well, in here, we're taking the steps to do that. But it's important to understand how to do that because it is all an internal action. Even when we journal things, even when we talk about things, it's still all an internal action. For that's the only place of true communion. But to truly come into union that communion is, we've got to let go of then everything that we've created or done to create the separation inside of ourselves.
because that's all we've done to separate ourselves from God. So if you want to come back into union with God, then you've got to be willing to commune with all that you've created, all that you've thought, said, or done. Not to judge it, but to love and accept it all is true communion with your worst fears, your biggest judgments. When you can truly commune and love that is when you'll come into union with the divine within yourself. It is only our judgments, our fears, that which we've done inside of ourselves that creates a separation within our consciousness with God. That's it. There's nothing, nothing you can do out here physically to change that. But everything you do internally makes a difference. So we want you to take any understanding you have. We want you to ask questions to get the clarity and understanding so you really know how to and also in the how-to as you do and apply, that as you have experience, well, in the beginning, we often will doubt our own experience because it's so subtle to the physical consciousness. Well, that's what spiritual teachers are for. To ask, to clarify, to say, hey, is this a movement of spirit or am I just playing a game with myself? Is this divine communion, or is that me just mentalizing, making it up? Ask those questions. You've got to get honest with yourself for this to really take place. The truth will set you free. Another way I say that is honesty. We're the only ones who can do this for ourselves. Nobody can tell us. Jim and I could tell you everything you're doing. That's not going to make one bit of difference until you get honest with yourself and claim it. Acknowledge it, accept it, and truly begin the action of loving yourself, let alone your creations. In the beginning, like I said, it'll look like loving your creations to bring them back to their creator, the parent, But ultimately, really, we need to just go in and love ourselves. That's it. You want the shortcut? You want the short version, the quick and easy way? Just get to loving and accepting and forgiving yourself rather than all the stuff that you've created. That's it. And from there, the rest is just logistics. <laughs> really, the rest is just logistics. The details don't really matter. Only in so much as they help clarify the actions within ourselves. 